Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I won't trust myself, and you should not trust me either, because I don't have any problem lying to you. I don't have any problem dropping responsibility which is also deception. A popular parenting YouTuber and mom of six is arrested for child abuse alongside her business partner. Renowned former homicide detective Phil Waters comes on to analyze this disturbing case. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. I got to talk to you right now about this story that is just absolutely shocking to hear. Have you ever heard of Ruby Frank? You might have because she and her husband launched this YouTube channel called Eight Passengers back in 2015. And it was all about the couple and their six children. Very popular. I think it had over two million subscribers. It focused on parenting and homeschooling. It was interesting because Frank and her husband are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Seems all well and good, right? Like wholesome values. Well, it turns out that Frank and her business partner, Jody Hildebrandt, who founded a life counseling organization known as Connexians, previously known as Moms of Truth, the two of them have been arrested out in Utah. And for what of all things? Child abuse. That's right. Police received a call at almost 11 o'clock at night on August 30th, someone asking for help. And when police arrived on the location, they found a 12-year-old girl malnourished, emaciated, with open wounds and duct tape around the extremities. Frank and Hildebrandt, they were arrested on two counts of aggravated child abuse because it seems that police were led to another location where they found a second child, a 10-year-old girl believed to be the sister of the 12-year-old, and she also was in similar conditions. The children were taken to a hospital. NBC News reporting that four minors were then taken in by the Division of Child and Family Services. And for anyone that has been following the work of Frank and her husband, they have received criticism for their style of parenting. People had accused them and suspected them of abuse and exploitation in the past based on what they saw in their content. In fact, it's been reported that some of those videos have now been deleted. And to give you an example, Child Protective Services was called back in June of 2020 to check in on the family. This was prompted by a change.org petition. That's what the reporting indicates. And it came about after there was a video of one of the couple's children recounting how he was forced to sleep on a beanbag for months as a form of punishment by his parents. The reporting indicates that nothing came from this visit by Child Protective Services. There may not have been enough evidence to go forward. But going back to Hildebrand for a moment, so she's accused of promoting very harsh forms of punishment through Connexions, this counseling services, such as her and Frank discussing how if a child refuses to follow, quote, principles of truth, they can be cut out of a family. And here's another aspect of the story. So Shari Frank, the oldest of the Frank children, seems to have posted on Instagram, quote, me and my family are so glad justice is being served. 
We've been trying to tell the police and CPS for years about this and so glad they finally decided to step up. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. She further wrote, the kids are safe, but there's a long road ahead. Please keep them in your prayers and also respect their privacy. In fact, Ruby Frank's sister also had something to say, posted a video as well. The only thing that we ultimately care about is that our nieces and nephews are safe, and they are. And that is the only thing that matters to any of us. It is going to feel weird for me to move forward. Um, and I think, I mean, do I just move forward? Pretty incredible right there. And Frank and Hildebrandt, they were transported to and booked into the Washington County Jail. They're both currently being held without bond. To talk a little bit more about this, let me bring in a fan favorite here on Sidebar. We haven't seen him in a while, Phil Waters. Waters is a former legendary homicide detective who's worked over 400 cases. He is an expert interrogator and just an overall great guy to talk to. Phil, good to see you. Thanks so much for taking the time. Oh, thank you, Jesse. It's good to be back with you. It's been a while. It has. This is a horrifying story. Have you ever seen anything like this? Oh, yeah. This is not... There's nothing new and different about this it's just a it's kind of the uh, kind of a new wave on an old beach right and uh there's a million stories in the big city and here's just another one about uh some atrocious child abuse but i guess there was breadcrumbs if people were looking at the videos and seeing that the parents were punishing the children too harshly or engaging in these kind of wild teaching and parenting methods something didn't smell right um are you surprised that you know, you heard the daughter say this, that it, it almost seemed like it took too long. Well, these things don't happen in a vacuum and, and they, they appear over time. And I'm sure when this, when this particular incident started, it didn't start out this way. There was not, this is one of these things that proliferates over time as the abuse starts to accelerate. So it's, you know, it starts out with the little things, and then eventually it, it starts growing into these weird uh, manifestations of, you know, chaining him to a bed or, or something like that. So uh, not not terribly unusual under the circumstances of a yeah. kind of a classic uh, child abuse situation within a family that, look, uh, you know, this ostracization of, of the family members. Uh, we hear a lot of these stories regarding people that are uh, Mormons, where the there's a break with the children in the philosophy of the of that particular church, and they are ostracized. I mean, I think we've heard uh, stories like from the Osmonds, uh, you know, that, that kind of a situation. So, you know, it's just, uh, 
it's a cultural thing that in, in terms well, of well i I, I do want to be careful because i'm not going to group all you know people that believe in a certain oh, no, faith no, no, as a, no, no, not no, at all no, 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 I, I just I, it seems to me if you if you hear about what the children how they were found this condition of being essentially starved and taped up and tied up it seems consistent with the narrative that's been online about these people well yeah so again i mean you've got to start at the beginning right and so this doesn't happen overnight yeah this is something that happens over time and there are signs that people will see but but it's almost like the people that are close to them that see these things, they're not believing what they're seeing. Right. You know, it's kind of like, am I really seeing something here that indicates there's a bigger picture here? I want to ask you about this. So investigators, they obtained a search warrant for the home. Um, and during that search, the police said that they recovered evidence, quote, consistent with the markings found on the juvenile. What does that mean? Well, depending on the type of markings, I would say that they found the instrument with which those markings were applied. You know, whatever it was that they were disciplining them with, striking them with, they were consistent with the instrument that they found in the house. And I want to ask you about this. So Long Crime is reporting that police said that two days prior to her arrest, Frank had posted a video to YouTube that was filmed in Hildebrandt's basement while Hildebrandt was home. So it means essentially, right, that Hildebrandt, maybe Frank, they were aware of the conditions under which these children were living. They can't, it's going to be hard for them to say, we didn't know what was going on. Oh, no. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no way to deny. I think the, what I am uh, in the article that I read, I didn't see where the husband or the father was charged. I didn't see that either. Right. Yeah. These cases, I find it I find it a little odd, and maybe they're coming later. But in in cases like this, in fact, I'm working a case right now uh, for a client, uh, for a defense attorney, and it involves uh, the death of a child, and there's some indication of abuse there. But this may have been uh, an accident, and the mother involved in it has not yet been charged, but they've been considering charges of child abuse by omission. So I'm I'm a little uh, curious in this case that we have the same set of circumstances where he had to be aware of what was going on and why did he not stop what was happening? And therefore there may be some charges coming later that uh, charging him with child abuse by omission. Do you think investigators are trying to interview these two suspects right now, these two women? Oh, I would think they... They have, uh, or, or at least offered them the opportunity to interview. You always want to interview someone, always. And I would imagine that's happened. And it would it'd be interesting to see the interviews and, and see what comes out of those interviews. Do you think they're also sweeping through, combing through all of the old videos that they posted on these two different channels? Would that be helpful evidence in trying to determine what happened here? Well, I think so. I mean, you want to look at any type of, of evidence, potential evidence, something that may be probative. So I would think the, you know, you never know what's on these videos. You never know what's in the background. I mean, the, the whatever was used to create these marks to punish these kids, you may find it hanging behind them on a wall somewhere. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, those are always interesting. If, if a picture is worth a thousand words, you know, a video is worth a million. 
So, yeah, you're going to be looking at anything that may be probative in, in terms of evidence. I know this is sensitive, but what do you think is happening in terms of interviewing the children? Do you think investigators are trying to speak to the children? And is now the time to do it after all of this has happened, after they just went to the hospital? Um, what do you think is going on behind the scenes in terms of getting information from these young children and these alleged victims? Well, they're, they're going to be interviewed. And, you know, in Houston, we have a child assessment center that that's where they would go. And there's going to be trained personnel that will interview those children. So that's going to happen. And I, I, I would imagine that the circumstances would be the same in Utah. So those children will be, I mean, they are the complainants. They're the victims. They're the ones that their voices are going to be heard now. And they will interview those kids and evaluate what they're being told by the children and see if they're consistent with what they're finding in the physical and forensic evidence. So sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always unique when these kinds of cases, when you have children who are the victims, because it's a situation where you are in the care and the custody of the parent. And it becomes very hard for the parents who are accused uh, or, or the guardians who are accused of abusing the children to defend yourself because anything that happens to these kids is essentially your responsibility. And so if they're not being fed, that's your responsibility. If they have these markings on them, it's very hard to say that you didn't do it or you weren't a part of it. Now, again, this is our criminal justice system. There is a case that's going to be going forward. We'll see how it ultimately progresses. But just from an optics point of view, it, it doesn't look great. Um, and, and, you know, I'm looking at this and trying to understand how it happened. Do you believe that potentially if they get more information uh, from the children themselves, even the ones who were recovered and taken to the Department of uh, Ch uh, Children's Services, um, that maybe more charges could come forward against these two women about prior instances of abuse. Oh, certainly. The, this this could open that the potential here is that just a whole can of worms gets opened up here, and we find out there are there are more instances of abuse with other children. I don't know what the scope of if there were if there if she was just a an advisor a counselor she's got yeah. this website so uh, about how to raise parent how to parent children so I don't know what the scope of that is if there were if there were parents that let her take control of their kids in some sort of counseling sessions and, and something of that nature. And we know how these things go. If you get somebody that is charismatic and can express themselves well and what their intention, intentions are and convince other parents, I'm not saying that it happened here, but I have seen it where other parents are convinced that what this advisor is telling them mm. is what needs to happen. So they are, they're not necessarily complicit in what's happening in an intentional way, but they are allowing it to happen by omission because they're convinced that this person is giving them correct counsel. So that'll be interesting to see if we have other children that are not her family, yeah. that the same types of things have been happening with. Well, let's see where it goes. Uh, we're going to continue to follow this case. It is a disturbing one. Phil Waters, thanks so much for coming on and breaking down a little, a little bit about what we know so far. Appreciate it, sir, and great seeing you. All right. Thank you, Jesse. Aloha.
And that's all we have for you here on Sidebar, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. I'll speak to you next time.